Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be joining us from here on the Hope Rising Ministries podcast. My name is Alex, and with me today, I have a very special guest joining me, and I'm excited to be able to introduce him and be able to dive into the conversation that we have set forth. But if you're new to the Hope Rising podcast, I just want to share with you ways that you can get in touch with us and why we do what we do. We love to talk about Jesus, apologetics, and life, and just see how they are so interesting intertwined together. If you are joining us for the very first time, you have questions, thoughts, comments, good, bad, indifferent throughout this podcast, feel free to reach out to us. You can email us at info at hoperisingministries.cc or if you're someone who's on Facebook, find us at Hope Rising Ministries SC. Drop us a message there. We always love to hear from those who are joining us. So feel free to reach out and let us know what you think or give us any, any feedback or if there's comments to questions that we might throw out there, we'd love to hear from you. But uh, that's all I've got to say about that. Now let's uh, jump over to our guest. So our guest today is Jimmy McFarland excited to have you here a really great friend and really great uh, follower of Jesus and and everything that God's done in your life I'm excited to be able to share through that uh, today but yeah man if you want to just kind of introduce yourself I'll throw it over to you for a minute (laughs) well I'm I'm Jimmy like you said I'm Jimmy (laughs) I'm Jimmy McFarlane I'm kind of the the host founder of the table podcast Um, but um, you know Done several student pastor, um, my my most proud proudest if that's a word proudest I don't know I'm from Bowling Springs so you have to forgive the English but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know my most proud titles are uh, uh, husband to McKenna mm, and um, and daddy to Maddox let's go um, so those are um, that that was a you know m- you know the story but my wife and I we adopted probably two and a half years ago. And um, it's always a good good feeling when um, you have that moment. Somebody refers to refers to you as your son's daddy. Yeah, come on. And man. so, and yeah. you're like, it hits you, and you go, "Man, life has changed for me." And and those are those are the two most proud proudest titles that I have. Um, you know, I've, I've I'm kind of a Swiss Army knife when it comes to ministry stuff. I, I've done I've done student ministry the most. I've done college ministry. I've ministered to. Uh, the students in Athens, Georgia, and Greenville, South Carolina, through the BCM here in Spartanburg, mm-hmm. um, done served as student pastor at two or three local churches, um, done some discipleship ministry stuff, worked with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, so I've got a, I've got a extensive, I guess, extensive resume. Um, you know, some people look at it and go, "Wow, you've been a lot of places," but uh, you know, it's just how how the Lord's kind of given given me opportunities and and. Um, I've, I've just worked in those areas. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And, and you know, that's a little bit that we'll we'll kind of unpack and walk through as well as the background and where God has led you throughout mm-hmm. your time uh, in ministry and the various aspects that you've served in that. So really excited uh, to be able to dig into that yeah. and for you to share how God's yeah. God's moved and worked in in those ways. But yeah, man, you you talk about um, you know some of the the proudest titles that you have, and and I uh, I've told my wife this as well that there are three of the most important dates in yeah. my entire life. Yeah. Uh, one is my salvation date. Mm-hmm. The date that my eyes were open to the hope and the salvation that's in Jesus Christ and yep. Him becoming my Lord and Savior. Yep. The second is uh, the day that my wife and I got married, yep. uh, which you can also throw in her birthday in there. I, I, I'm very fond of that one as well. Yep. And then the third is our son's birthday, yep. and those are three of the the greatest days mm-hmm. of my life to co- coincide with the you know titles that go along with those as well. So totally agree with that, man. Totally agree with that. But uh, but yeah, man. So thank you so much. I know your your schedule is kind of crazy as well, and <coughs> being a being a father, a husband, uh, and, and everything that's involved yeah. with those, it's not easy to always find time to <clears throat> to get away. There's always something to do, you know. There's, what was it like to have free time, man? I yeah. mean, I haven't seen free time in probably two years now, and I mean, I know. There's there's people probably listening to this going, oh, just wait, right, just right. wait, it only gets worse. And and I'm not saying it doesn't, but yeah. you know, I, I, there there was a time where you could sit down and have have time to play video games and hang out and do whatever you wanted to do. But <laughs> yeah. nope, not now. Yeah, I uh, I used to be I used to be a gamer myself. Mm-hmm. I played a lot, and uh, I probably have not touched. <laughs> 
my gaming console in six months yeah. to a year at this yeah. point. And, yeah. and and I'm not gonna you know necessarily complain about it because right. I'm okay with it because I do enjoy all the the wonderful things we get to do. Right. But then there's there's so many things that you know are just they keep you busy all the mm-hmm. time. From, more important from sun up yeah. to sundown. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's that's the key. They are far yeah. more important than playing a video game. Yep. And, uh, although I did enjoy kind of the the mindlessness of video games, yeah. sometimes it just kind of helps you to settle in and relax. Yep. But yeah, I probably haven't played in in a year. <laughs> yeah. Easy, yeah, easy, absolutely. You know? and, and I was I was always the one that uh, I would buy. New console came out, mm-hmm. PS4 came out. Yep. I was there to buy it day it released. Like I had it pre ordered. So you're picking up guy. at midnight. Your PlayStation uh, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, you know, and and for those listening, don't knock me. I I don't hate Xbox. Right. You know, I'm not like uh, against Xbox, but I've just never I've never owned one, so yeah. I've never been like a, a huge you know like oh I got to go get the the next Xbox. But I've always had from PS one to two to three to four. Right. When 2020 happened, uh, <clears throat> that that kind of threw a, a wrench in the wheel of everything ministerially ministerially speaking. Mm. I mean, we had to rethink how to do small groups and how to do all this other stuff. So um, I uh, made the jump in 2020. Some of my students were like, you you know, if we're going to be having all these, you know, online hangouts and if we're going to get together through Discord and having Zooms (laughs) and all this, you're going to need a powerful computer because, you know, I'm still running on that 2015 Mac that is not going to die. But um, so I, I had a student, He's now one of the uh, one, a manager at Best Buy, but he was like, "Yeah, I can put together, I can put you together a, a PC," and I'm like, "Okay, sure." How much money are we talking about? And so anyway, he sits me down, and we're on a we're on a Discord call one night, and he's like, "I'm he's screen sharing with me," and he's throwing all this stuff into a, a <laughs> card on Amazon, and the next thing I know, he's sitting in my living room building me a PC. Uh, a gaming PC, and I'm like, what in the world? So I, I made the jump from consoles. I just decided to put the console debate to bed mm-hmm. and just go ahead and make the jump to gaming PC. And, and um, it it's a different experience. It really it is. is. It, it is. And, and, you know, it's something I've never jumped into right. simply because of the money. Oh, yeah. It, it's a lot of money. You, you really kind of pay it up front, mm-hmm. and then... You can ride it out for for several years, depending on how um, yep. h- how OCD you might be about graphics or the, having the the most recent latest right. graphics cards and processors mm-hmm. to be able to run everything at the optimum like highest speeds. Right. And so if you're if you're not someone who just like obsesses <laughs> over that and you can you know live on it, then yeah. then yeah. And the other thing, the beauty is. Especially you, you talk about ministry. <laughs> yeah. So some things a lot of people might not think when it comes to ministry is there's a lot of other <clears throat> like high processing um, things, uh, mm-hmm. activities, projects that you can yep. do in ministry, such as like video editing, mm-hmm. audio editing for podcast or, or creating graphics and doing mm-hmm. all these other things that a computer is very good for. And yeah. so if you already have a really nice PC because you like the game. Well, you also get to use it for that. So, so that was yeah, that was the excuse that I told my wife. And now I have used it more for um, editing audio and video and stuff like that than I have gaming, actually but, gaming. Yeah, but yeah. It, but it's nice to look on the, the icon on on the desktop and see, look over there and see you know my favorite games all in a row where I could just scroll that mouse over there and double click on it. And next thing you know, I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, that is something I did. uh, A really good friend of mine um, allowed me to borrow a gaming laptop one time for a a season. He was really trying to get me to to Mm -hmm. jump on the PC gaming bandwagon. So he was like, Hey, I've got this really great gaming laptop and, I'll be honest, man. I was super borderline to, yeah. to purchase it, it. It's nice once you once you take the step. It, it's nice, and, and now I don't, you know, I don't get to do it as much as I, I like to. So the the even the um, the hardware, the the inner workings of my PC are still rocking and rolling well. They're doing yeah. well um, now. Some of the newer stuff, it, it if I if I haven't updated my uh, my drivers and my graphics cards. Um, I'll I'll open up a game and and some of the the processing will lag and get jumpy and I'll, mm-hmm. oh I've got to update everything so that's that's a that's a downside with the PC but yeah yeah, yeah. so there's a lot that goes into it but um, you know <coughs> that's one of the one of the again one of the beauties of of being a husband and a father yeah. is 
you really don't get to spend as much time in those areas. And the reason I say one of the beauties of it is because you realize like those are, it's fun. Right. Gaming is fun. I right. don't, if anybody's out there listening and they game every day, like don't take it the wrong way. I'm not right. saying it's a bad thing, right. but you start to see the beauty in other things mm-hmm. like the time you get to spend with your, your Absolutely. wife, your son, your yeah. kids, you know, your, mm-hmm. your entire family and all the other activities you get to do. Yeah. Um, and you start to, to lose in some, some cases mm-hmm. a, a sense of passion for yeah. gaming because you're like, you know what? Would it be fun to be gaming? Sure. Yeah. But this is also a blessing in I mean, itself. It, it goes quick because you look at those moments and you, if you think about it in perspective of uh, sitting down with my wife and my son or my child and or I'm going to spend hour, hour and a half on on you know this game yes. i i look at it like you know last night we surprised my son we set up you know we put a christmas tree in his room and so uh, yes don't come after me with your pitch for, pitchforks and torches uh, we've we've kind of started decorating for christmas um i've made my wife kind of wait a little bit like she wanted to put everything up first part of november but um we surprised him with his christmas tree last night and so we just had kind of a, a time where after supper we we just kind of laid under the Christmas tree. I know it sounds kind of weird, but laid yeah, in the floor. No, I get it. I get it. And, you know, and just admired it. And admired the Christmas tree. And just talked about it. He, he was playing with it. And, and we had some, like, he just enjoyed just kind of hanging out. And, yeah. like, those moments, um, that, I, I won't have that moment with him forever. Right. right. Um, he's he's only going to be two and a half once. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, so just kind of thinking, like, I, I don't want to look at those moments like, and, and when he's walking across the stage, graduating high school at 17, 18 years old, and I go, man, I really wish, like, that that game of whatever, you know, Destiny or Modern Warfare 2 or whatever mm-hmm. was, a, was not as important as I thought right. it was. I really wish mm-hmm. I would have been there, you know, had that moment again with my son. So I, 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 I don't want to have that. those regrets, man. Amen to that, yeah. And, and so yeah, so those are those are some of the blessings. And you talk about decorating for Christmas. So <laughs> I, uh, my wife is is a Christmas fanatic. Yeah. But I am as well. Yeah. So we've been decorated for a while. And, was it after uh, ha- Halloween or before was, Halloween? <laughs> Come on, Alex. So, so it was mostly after Halloween. Okay. With right. the mostly. <laughs> With the exception, and uh, let me let me say this: with right. the exception of we um, bought a new tree this year. Oh, okay. Just before Halloween, it was a pre-lit tree, so we had to make sure that the lights worked. Right? You sure couldn't you wait did. because you only have so many days to return. Right? right? Right. So you know, we set it up, made sure the lights worked. We didn't actually yeah. decorate it. It didn't yeah. have ornaments on it. Just just was a, a tree that was up with lights. And there's some families that I know now. Now, Paul's caveat here. I'm not dissing you if you celebrate Halloween. My wife and I, we went to trunk or treat. We celebrated with our, like, we did the trunk or treat thing and the trick or treating thing. But I know some families, in lieu of celebrating Halloween, they just go ahead and, and like, the night of Halloween, they set up their their Christmas decorations and and let it roll through November and December, man. Well, Um, and we've kind of done that simultaneously where. We would be at the house, uh, you know, giving out candy to trick or treaters, <laughs> and at the same time, <laughs> in the other room, we're putting up a tree. You know, so, so we we've done that. A, Got uh, Ben Crosby on the record player and some eggnog flowing. And hey, hey, don't hate me for it. I love some Frank Sinatra, yep. Ben yep. Crosby, uh, the classic stuff, man. Yeah, dude, playing that, and uh, dude, I'm I'm a huge fan. Which, you know, totally getting sidetracked. But I am a huge fan of eggnog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found out a few years back, never had it, you know, when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? Eggnog, it looks so good when yep. they, you know, when you see them drinking <laughs> on TV. I was like, I'm going to get some. I'm going to try it. Right. I got it. I love it. Got it. So, tried it. So that's kind of a, a yearly thing now. When it, yeah. when it gets I, November, I'm like, all right, let's find it in the, in the stores. Because it will not be stocked before November. And, and if you get brave, hey... Take some of it and um, drop it in your coffee, because it's it's heavy cream, mm, and dude. so it'll 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 add another level to your coffee, and um, that that'll it'll cream your coffee a little well. That sounds amazing, and I am already a coffee fanatic, right. uh, coffee lover. I drink coffee 
pretty much from sunup to sundown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am definitely going to try that. If I don't try it tonight, <laughs> I will try that in the morning with my f- cup of coffee yep. for sure. It, it gives a little cinnamony taste to uh, oh, to dude. whatever you're drinking. Now, are you a, are you a Keurig guy or you do you do drip, I am, drip coffee? So I, I do have a Keurig simply because of the the ease. Yeah, convenient. I just drop a yep. just drop a K cup in there. Bam, I'm ready to go. Now I do like you know. Occasionally, you know, might make a pot, especially yep. if I'm out of K cups. I'm yep. definitely making a pot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm typically a K cup Keurig kind of guy, which I, I love. Uh, it's so nice having one. Yep. What's your go-to coffee? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, if you recommend one to me, what would you recommend, dude? I, um, I, I don't know that I would have a favorite. I just, and honestly. I don't really do much of a flavored coffee or yeah, anything. No. I, I'm just yeah. straight black coffee. Yep. I, I'm good to go. Um, most of the time when I get them, it's either a medium or a dark okay. roast. Um, I think, and you know, like I said, we don't buy the fancy stuff. Yeah. So it's like the store brand Columbia. Yeah. And there's another one. I think it starts with an A. And I cannot think of the name of it, but it's like the particular type mm-hmm. of coffee. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty well, much I, what I. Hey, no to. shame in that. We always roll bulk buy at the McFarland House. We go to Costco and or or Sam's and buy. If we buy one K cup, we're buying about 120 of them. Yeah. So if I don't like it, I'm gonna not like it for a long time. See, and if if we had if we had a. Uh, if we had a membership to Costco or Sam's, we'd yep. we'd be buying them there. Uh, I typically we we do you know on our our weekly grocery run, uh, I'll get a box or two from the store of right. K cups, and you know that'll last me most of the time up to the next next visit. Yep. But yep, but yeah, that's that's kind of my where I land. I used to be the opposite. I used to be had to have like cream and sugar oh. or it had to be like a flavor thing yeah but then i'd say probably seven eight years ago man i was like you know you decided what? to start Let's being just... a man yeah <laughs> that's what a lot I of people know. we gotta, yeah, we gotta come to that point people say yeah yep. and so i i just started drinking black coffee and i mean it's, I'm, it, it's just... I'm calling you i'm calling you out for not being a man and, <laughs> yeah. and then i tell you to put eggnog in your coffee <laughs> yeah. whatever yeah that's true um but yeah, just black coffee, man, and and I'm happy. I'm good to go. I don't yep. need all the extra stuff in it. Although I do, for anybody who is looking for a good creamer to put in your coffee, okay, peppermint mocha from dude, the, just the regular. Yeah, it it really. I, I've tried several brands. Mm-hmm. Just get a good peppermint mocha. Oh, dude, I so I you do like love you that. like the chocolate and the mint thing going on. <clears throat> I do, I do. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not a fan. Not a to each his own. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the chocolate and mint thing. I, I usually just go go coffee and then I, I throw some half and half in it. Just get a you know, blonde tan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if if I inquire sweet or, or have sweet I it's usually you know, muffin, cake, cookies, right. something yeah. like that with it. Yep. So and that's usually typically you talk about that one of my favorite combinations is just a, a good hot cup of black coffee with like a muffin. See, we're talking about food now. <laughs> it's, it's, we we got to keep this thing in an hour here. Yeah, you, yeah. You want to sit here and talk about food? With that is you. that is true. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that, that's the the irony in that is is that um you know um I got to be careful with all that kind of stuff because uh, I did I was diagnosed probably about three or four years ago. As a borderline type two diabetic, really, and, and oh, wow. that was a that was a situation that got 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 a got my attention in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was you know doing the youth pastor life, trying to live off pizza and Mountain Dews. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it caught up with me, and you. and um, you know uh, the doctor just looked at me and said, "Hey, you've 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 got to get your blood sugar down." I was almost in a diabetic coma when I found out that I was a diabetic. And, oh um, no, man! It um, I was hospitalized for about five days it wasn't because of my blood sugar it was because i was dealing with the infection mm. which made my blood sugar shoot through the roof but they right. um that whole process and so from from that point man um god kind of used that moment like hey you know you got to take care of yourself in ministry yeah. too and that that was a big Amen. lesson that i had to learn yeah for sure so so yeah so <clears throat> if you're listening hey just shoot us a comment or send us an email what's your favorite type of coffee <laughs> do you like just black coffee? Do you like some cream, sugar? you like to put something in it? Let yep. us know. Send us an email, info at hoperisingministries.cc, or drop a comment on the video wherever you are listening and finding. But So let's jump into you know really the, 
the more important portions of the conversation. You, you can know? say that. I don't, I don't know. Important. So, so give us a little bit of uh, you know your your background, your testimony. You don't have to go crazy in yeah. in detail, but yeah, just I, I, I laughed or I I kind of like I'm I'm with you on the whole three three important dates because mm-hmm. um you know mine was uh, September seventeenth, nineteen ninety nineteen ninety seven was the day that um, I was raised in church, man. Um, I was a drug kid. I was drugged to church every time the doors were open. I know that's an old pastor joke, <laughs> yeah. um, but my mom was. Uh, we we served at a. Um, she served at a local Wesleyan church, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with my dad driving uh, over the road truck, uh, you know he would be away from home, and so you know mom had nowhere to put the kids other than, hey, you stay in this contained area. While we're doing stuff at the church, or I'm gonna wear your tail out, right, and um, right. so I I would grew up taking you know my Hot Wheels box to the to the church during choir practice and playing with my cars on the on the front pew and mm-hmm. um, you know just uh, I remember back when I was probably 16 17 years old some things started just kind of you know really wondering hearing the word salvation. Knowing, not fully understanding it, but knowing that I needed it, mm-hmm. um, knowing that it was a good thing, knowing that uh, a lot of the people around me, and started asking a lot of questions, um, started asking my mom a lot of questions, and my sister, actually, I walked through, now the Methodist church kind of does, does a thing called confirmation, which is you basically... You grow up Methodist? Uh, Wesleyan Methodist, yeah. Um, I, grew up, I grew up United Methodist, <laughs> okay. so, so, so I kind of, yeah, we can connect. This yeah, it, it, I, I joke, I was raised in a Wesleyan church, um, I was saved in the Church of God, and de- discipled in a Baptist church, so I'm kind nice. of a... I'm kind of a denominational mutt, if you will. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, no shot on any of those, but um, yeah, that that was um, that was my life. Um, my, my father, I mean, my my dad was not really he driving the driving the truck. He was kind of you know some days he was there, some Sundays, some Wednesdays, and all that. Mm. But the the main three pillars of my life were my mom, my grand grandma, and my grandpa, because mm-hmm. they were all involved in that same church, and so um, you know I. I um, grew up there, and it was I was freshman in high school, and my mom uh, really big, heavily involved with the drumline at Bowling Springs when I was um, going through high school there. And uh, band season was getting ready to start. I don't know if anybody, any band nerds, represent, <laughs> um, but basically from August till about early November, you have no life other than eat, sleep, school, band. Yep. That's it. Yep. And um, so that was, uh, we were, my sister, four years ahead of me, so my family, my mom and dad endured eight years of, of raising band kids um, at Bowling Springs, but um, my mom knew, like freshman year, it was really getting, band season was getting ready to gear up in school, so she, she, um, she took me to a play. Now I don't know if you remember it or ever saw it, but Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames. Mm-mm. But it was it was like this little traveling evangelistic um, play, um, and very stereotypical stuff. Just a bunch of skits about you know the good kid that was that went to church but wasn't saved. The 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 Christian kid that was always trying to evangelize to his friends, and then right. two just rebel kids there were several skits like that the car crash the you know and and all those skits culminated with all the groupings of kids in in the heaven scene at the end Mm -hmm. and and god used that as as crazy and what looks as cheesy as it was then and what looks cheesy you know looks cheesy now but but god used that as cheesy as it was Mm -hmm. um to to really uh, start speaking to my heart and, and call me, call me to himself, and and so it was a it was a situation where I was raised in church, but I was 16 years old and I was sitting right there in the Church of God, right there, uh, and and it was Bethel Assembly of God in in Bowen Springs, and and um, God just showed me that I needed needed to be saved. I needed a personal relationship Amen. with Him, and I needed Let's to go. repent of my sin and um, place my 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 faith and hope and trust in Him. And I hadn't done that, and um, you know, the one of the big things that happened to me that night was why I'm so passionate about in any ministry that I've done um, is when I, I I walk down the aisle. Yes, stereotypical walk down the aisle. You know, they they shared the gospel with me. Uh, I understood it completely. I knew exactly what I was doing. God opened my eyes at that moment. 
um, and I repented of my sin and and placed my faith and hope and trust in Jesus Christ. And um, but the the empty part that I remember, and I hate to say empty in that moment because right. it wasn't empty. <clears throat> now looking at it, it was God working in my life to to really plan a passion that I have now. Mm. I walked out the back of that sanctuary into the lobby, into a dark lobby with my mom. My mom just being obedient, she she really didn't know what to do after that. Like she right. just knew that her son needed Jesus and and she was being faithful to that point. And nobody was there to show me, talk to me about what I just did. Nobody to kind was, of disciple you right. through that. Start yeah. that process, yeah. yeah. Um, thankfully, though, uh, about two days later, I had a friend invite me to um, a youth night at at the Baptist church that I was that I grew. I, I say I grew up in my faith in. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you know, and, and about three months later, I was fully involved with that student ministry um, at that church, and which led me to then. Uh, pursuing a graduate education at North Greenville University, mm-hmm. where I got my degree in communications, um, and and God kind of kind of flipped all that around through working with a bunch of different ministries to um, to really um, you know lead me to a uh, relationship and introduce me to my wife that I met mm-hmm. back in '09. Let's go. And um, you know when I met her, um, we actually had two stints that we dated, and and so. Um, they, her family still, I've been married almost, you know, working on the 11th year and they still without hesitation, bring it up every time. <laughs> um, you know, her dad, if he, if he wants to kind of get a little jab in me, it, at me, he just says, is that the first time or the second time, Jimmy? I'm like, Tim, it's, it's you know, <laughs> but, um, no, uh, God, God brought her into my life, man. Um, and brought me a helpmate, a genuine helpmate, a woman that has been a compliment to my ministry. Mm. Uh, a lot of people have. A lot of people have, uh, you know, I've sat in several interviews, and and um, they've said, "Hey, what's the best part? Of, what what what's the best part about your ministry?" And 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 I, without hesitation, I say it's my wife, mm. because um, my wife has enabled me to uh, to minister to young ladies in ways that I I wouldn't have been able to, or nor would I want to find myself in those situations. Right. So so like uh, you know, she has she has an ability. Um, uh, she has her cosmetology license, or had her cosmetology license, and so when it comes prom time or whatever, she she always jumped in to help um, do prom hair or makeup or or special date or even just cut a young lady's hair and or a young man's hair. Yeah. And the, those times they'd come over to the house and you, you'd have at least a captive audience for about 20, 30 minutes. Right. And so those were some prom times that I got to spend with some of the students that I ministered to to just kind of get to know a little bit better and build relationships with. So, yeah, my wife is the best part of my ministry. Um, you know, it's crazy to think that I, I almost walked away from her. Uh, and um, what what God really did is I, I was actually on a date with a, with a lovely young lady, um, and we were sitting at Coffee Underground in Greenville, and I I sat there and I looked across, and, and something just wasn't clicking with her. And I looked at her, and I'm like, I, this is she's she's basically the carbon copy of what I had. No shot at this young lady, right? But McKenna was better, you know. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that there was anything wrong with this lady. She just was not the one for me. And um, so mm-hmm. that I, that was a sobering moment, and I I had to go back and have conversations with mom and dad, and and um, you know really had the opportunity to move down to Athens, Georgia. Um, after short serving as a children's pastor at a church in Greenville, um, and uh, you know, uh, kind of that was my—I um, I would say that was my my moment where I had to just kind of uh, work a little bit and 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 just kind of prepare myself for marriage. Yeah, um, had that opportunity and worked for the University of Georgia down there through grounds and parking services, and and I was in Athens that season to minister to college kids. And to marry my wife, and so um, shortly thereafter, I'm, I'm shortly shortly after we got married, we were we were driving to her parents' house Christmas morning mm. to have Christmas breakfast, and um, she looked at me as we pulled out of the the neighborhood that we lived in, and she said, "Jimmy, have you ever wanted to minister to students?" And I remember specifically laughing at her, <laughs> laughing at her, 
And um, no lie, about six months later, we I shut the door on a U-Haul to uh, to move back to Spartanburg, South Carolina, to begin my first full time ministry to position to students. Come and on, so, man. come on. Um, Dude, that, the, that's the first part. <laughs> the the wisdom that comes from a wife <laughs> is unmatched, really. Right. Uh, in, in many in many cases, God has used. Uh, I, I could echo a lot of the same sentiments of right. of how much of a blessing my wife has been to myself, mm-hmm. just personally, but especially to our ministry and mm-hmm. the wisdom yeah. that comes from her and how God uses her so mm-hmm. much to both encourage me, but also at the same time to kind of wake me up to yeah. you know help me to to stay focused and really to to push yeah. on in, in some things that otherwise I'd be ready to like just give up. Like, yeah. ah, it ain't worth it. And in a peek behind the curtain a little bit, we don't always like what they say. <clears throat> I, <laughs> just yeah. being honest yeah. here, there's a lot of times that my wife has said things that I don't, I don't like, but they were truth. Um, and I needed to hear them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and it, and it helped me make some, have some realizations whether it be in ministry or my life or whatever, but they're they're always there to say the things that maybe a lot of people can't say to us. Yeah, you know, in in ministry situations. Yeah, it, it's not always like you said. It's not always what you want to hear, but it's most often what you need to hear. Right, <laughs> and and it's from the person that would know you the best. Yes, and, and would be able to speak that truth to you boldly. Absolutely, um, and, and with love as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely uh, the the Lord can use a wife to be able to, to help in mm-hmm. so many aspects yep. um, uh, of life and ministry. But so you mentioned about, you know, doing student ministry and obviously that involves being a youth pastor, yep. which you've talked about. Um, so so what's kind of the, the journey that the Lord has <laughs> taken you on through ministry to where you are now? Um, you know, dealing a lot with students, man, dealing a lot with students. I, I, um, it's one of those things of where you, you just find, I find myself naturally being back around and in front of students. And even in the season that I'm in right now with my life, I'm not really sitting in a position, a ministry position, mm-hmm. but God gave me the opportunity about a week ago, no, two weeks ago, to uh, speak at a fall retreat for a group of students. Nice. Um, you know, and even... Even the that how God has grown the platform of, of my podcast, just kind of giving me an opportunity to um, minister. And I think the beautiful thing about my podcast is I, I can minister and talk about things and address the harder subjects without worry of a um, a, a board or a worry of a, mm. um, a, a a group of people kind of waiting for me as I walk out the door going, mm, you right. shouldn't have said that. Right. You know, um, now, am I, am I brazen and brash and and inappropriate or anything like that with, with what I talk about or cover on podcasts? No. Um, you know, a lot of, so, so that's, that's kind of the the platform that God's given me right there. You know, I'm I'm kind of seeking what's next for me. Um, you know, the Lord has has closed some doors and and walked us through a season of, um, you know, where uh, we we were doing some kind of bivocational stuff at a local church, and mm-hmm. and um, God just did not uh, open an opportunity there for us uh, to be a part of that uh, that staff, and and um, we we just kind of said, okay, well, where can we where can we go? Where can we be? Um, in the meantime, and what can we do? And um, you know, with with what God is, I sat down across from a guy, this uh, this uh, student pastor, and he he just talking to me. He's like, Jimmy, you, you're a Swiss Army knife, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, the Swiss Army knife. I, I can see that sometimes too bulky to carry in your pocket, and but it's a useful tool that that you know can do a lot of different things. Right. Um, sure, uh, you know. So I guess that's the best thing, best way to describe me is that I've I've got. Um, degree in communications. I've got the the student ministry background. I've done college ministry. Um, I'm a drummer. I can. Uh, I, I've just. I've I've seen a lot of different aspects of ministry from, um, you know, working with with senior adults and doing hospital visits mm-hmm. to, to dealing with problematic children to right. um, helping out kids ministries to playing in worship bands. So I mean, it's a, you know, um, really walking through a season of of you know, all right, Lord, 
uh, putting my yes on the table, which that was a uh, an episode that me and my co-host kind of hashed through a couple weeks back, and just really kind of seeking out what God's got for me. Yeah, and um, just going, okay, Lord, uh, you know the needs that I have, but I trust you fully to meet those needs. Mm. Um, so. Where are we going? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and sometimes that's that's a very hard question to ask. Yeah, is okay, God. What's next? Mm-hmm. What do you What do you want me to do now? Yeah, and, and without knowing, you know, kind of the plan, but right. that's where the faith and trusting the Lord and seeking Him on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. He may only show you the immediate next step, not the next five, right. six, seven, right. and so you just got to trust that He's going to lead you where he wants you to be. <laughs> yep. And absolutely. So, but that's a uh, <coughs> yeah, your your plethora of experiences absolutely make you, you know, very unique. <laughs> I like that. I like how you put that, man. Thanks. I appreciate very, that. Very unique and very useful, beneficial right. to so many different areas and avenues of ministry. Right. Uh, you fit in so well in it, just like you said, from, you know, uh, talking about children right. and, you know, students up to even adults and, right. and elderly adults. Yeah. Right. And the things that are involved there when it comes to church and ministry. So mm-hmm. there's so much that you have done yeah. that the Lord has allowed you to learn mm-hmm. over that time and, and through the journey. So, right. you know, that's really a, really a cool thing that not a lot of people get mm-hmm. to say that, Hey, I've been able to do all of these different things. Right. Um, yeah. So that's that's really awesome, and you know you you've talked about the the podcast, which for those <laughs> listening is uh, the Table Podcast. Shameless plug. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and by the way, if you have not listened to it, you need to. Uh, there will be a link to it in the description of this video, wherever you're happening to listen to. But definitely go check it out. It is absolutely worth it, and, and will bless you as well. But so let's talk. You know about the the podcast. How did it get started? Where did the the idea come from? Um, I uh, I graduated from North Greenville with a communications degree, and I helped um, when I was there at North Greenville. Um, there was an extremely bad low power FM station there mm-hmm. that you couldn't walk probably ten feet off the campus of the the school in here. Right. Um, so there was a guy that I was there that was kind of the station manager of the getting getting everything rolling and he I was just like hey I came in as a music major um, I've got to learn piano and that's not going to happen because I'm a drummer and so um, I changed my major second semester there and just dove head in with the communications department loved every minute of it loved the radio aspect um, but I liked to talk too much mm-hmm. as you to be a a disc jockey, so to speak, type right, person. Right, so yeah. um, we, uh, you know, had a lot of fun doing that, and and didn't know what God was doing there. And I thought that I would never use those talents again. Right. Um, but you know, looking at it now, God was kind of preparing, you know, this season of my me for at least to do some stuff this season in my life. And so um, I, uh, a couple weeks, you know, probably well, not a couple weeks. It was twenty. I want to say it was twenty twenty. One, I met a. Uh, I was speaking um, speaking at a beach retreat with for New Pleasant Baptist Church in um, in in Gaffney. Okay, and uh, a gentleman, a guy. <laughs> I don't know if I want to call him a gentleman, but he's he's a friend now. <laughs> You're right. Um, but uh, he he and I had several conversations, and and I didn't know it at the time. But I was actually getting a workup by a psychiatrist because that by trade he's a psychiatrist. Oh wow! And so he would just sit there every night and talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. And I didn't realize it, but he was like he was like working me up. So um, at the end of the week, he was like, "Yeah, man, um, me and a buddy of mine, Josh, we do we do a podcast, and we would love to have you on as a guest for that podcast." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Do y'all have a studio? What do we do? Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple months went by after that, and he he hits me up again. He's like, "Hey, we need to have you on an episode. Uh, can you do Zoom?" And so I was like, "Yeah, cool." Um, and and we do this podcast, and it, it probably went for probably about two and a half hours, oh, and wow. it was like a two episode thing. Um, they absolutely, you know, it, it, I enjoy people making fun of me, like I, you know. Um, I know that sounds weird, but I, I laugh along with people because I'm, I'm a weird person. I get it. 
Um, and so, like, I, I was telling them my life story and some of the struggles that I've had in my life. I've, I lost both parents, uh, up and down, all this other stuff. Um, and and so that conversation during that time kind of was a spark that brought back a, a reality that I that I enjoyed doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that Christmas, um, I was like, hey, I know this sounds stupid, but could you... I asked McKenna. This is before we had kids, too. Right, right. Because then that's when we were still able to spend money on each other. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, she said, what do you want for Christmas? I said, I want something to do a podcast with. And then I started thinking about, you know, during that process, I was like, that's the only thing that I wanted, you know, asked for for Christmas. And it's not expensive, the setup and all that. Yeah. Um, I, I, knew, I knew that's what she was going to get me for Christmas. And so I started thinking about, like, hey, what would I what would I call a podcast if I had one? And I started thinking about the, like the most important conversations that I've had in my life, the most developmental conversations that I've had in my life, whether it be with a mentor, my mom, my dad, my wife, mm-hmm. those types of things. Um, you know, our decision to get married, it, it happened around a table. Yeah. The the most important conversations of my childhood <clears throat> happened, whether it was disciplining or my mom or dad teaching me a, a very valuable lesson, a lot of times it happened around the dinner table where it happened a lot of the celebrations that we have. Yeah. We celebrate around a table. Um, when you have important conversations with, with people within you know your ministry or your church, hey, let's meet for coffee, and you sit down around a table. So that was the whole concept of it, and, and just having uh, taking and bringing... You know, talking about biblical thing, like taking a biblical look at everything, and, and yeah. that was unintended. Like that whole acronym was completely unintended, right. and then I realized I was like, we're taking a biblical look at everything, and the acronym is the table. Spells out table. Spells out yeah. table. And so <laughs> I was crazy. like, wow. And so, um, you know, episode one was McKenna and I telling our adoption story, and you can kind of go through the episodes and hear um, that it was rough early on, and and um, but my progression with I've tried to tie my love for music and my love for creativity and being a creative right. um, with how I produce the podcast. Um, I, I get bored if it's like this, not not a shot on anybody else or anything like that, but I get bored if I use the same intro music two or three times in a row. And so I, and, 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 and a lot of times I'll sneak some, some little Easter eggs in there if somebody recognizes the song or not. And mm-hmm. so, but um, really enjoy doing that. Um, and really enjoy just kind of having conversations with people because everybody's got a story to tell. Everybody's yeah. got, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and especially if their lives have been changed by Jesus, um, you know, and, and so somehow, some way, God has allowed me to get to episode, I think we're uh, recorded episode 54 the, uh, Monday. And so we're uh, we're gonna we're, hopefully I'm gonna try to get episode 54 out. To, right now is Wednesday night, so yeah. hopefully episode 54 will be out tomorrow morning. But awesome, yeah. I was I was actually gonna say that was the next thing I wanted to mention is you know congratulations on reaching that that 50 episode milestone. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's quite the accomplishment, and yeah. sometimes it feels like it'll never get there. But then when you get there, you're like, yeah. wow, that felt like it took no time you know and so you you wrestle with that but yeah man congrats on that and and that's awesome having uh now 54 even Mm -hmm. in in the short time thereafter hitting 50 Mm -hmm. so um you know with that what's the one good thing you would say has come from the podcast and what's one not so great thing that maybe you've learned from in Um, your time of the podcast uh, reaction my my thought my brain the not so good thing has been um as a result of the good thing okay if, so let me let me kind of back up and explain it i i realized early on um that i didn't i, I talked to to interject and right. i talked to get my viewpoint across i talked to share the good things that i knew mm-hmm. um and, and, and I didn't realize it until I started listening to myself. And I was like, wait a minute. The people that I'm talking to have really good stories and really good stuff to talk about. Now, I may not share the same view as they have on the said issue. Right. But, you know, for the most part, I try to invite people that have a sound biblical grounding in their life and, and, and the things that they believe. So even if I disagree with it, let it let it 
let it kind of air. Let let it breathe. Let the conversation, because it's yeah, it's my podcast, but they're my guests, and I'm 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 the podcast is about them, not me. Right. So, right. um, that was a negative thing that I caught in myself early on that I was, I was I was not I was not interviewing to listen and, and extract good stuff out of the person. Yeah. Um, but I was interviewing to compare and interject. If if y'all can get what I'm saying, yeah. Um, so realizing that then brings about the good thing. Um, I started listening to people that I enjoy interview, and and kind of observing how they do it. And and I know, okay, not condoning any of this man's behavior, um, <laughs> not supporting, not saying, hey, this is the lifestyle you need to live. I already know where you're but, going, but. He's his craft about it is very good. Joe Rogan can pull. Yes. Now, granted, he may be doing some extracurricular fun on as the podcast is going down right. that allows that pulling to happen or whatever. Um, but he just he just has very relaxed conversations with people, and so I was like, okay. And so I started to you know. One of my more better episodes, I, I sit down and have a conversation with one of my good friends who struggles with bipolar disorder. And a lot of times we look at people with bipolar disorder as kind of outcasts and like God can't use them and all that type of stuff. Um, but I, I listened to him and he, he explained and he talked about it. And, and that is one of my most listened to episodes to this day because people probably more than we realize struggle with those things mm. and they heard somebody like hey god can use even a person that's been uh institutionalized with bipolar disorder and mm. and and had to go through several steps to 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 learn how to function as a human being yeah um you know and then even one of my more fascinating interviews like uh, the guy uh, the pastor out of union that uh was a linguist for a seal team and, and and he walks through the whole process of him working as, as with the SEAL teams and and how he got caught, even though a guy of espionage and secrecy got caught in two affairs in the same day by his wife. And and that that's just that just goes to show like it speaks to people that are like, Hey, um, you know, if God's I hate to say it like this, but if God's gonna come after you, he's gonna come after you and he's 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 going to get you one way or another. Like, I hate to say it like that because it's like makes it sound like God's going to run you down and beat you up. But no, right. but it, but it, but it's if God's got your hand on your life, if God's got His hand on your life, mm-hmm. it, it, it there, there's nothing that can stop what He's going to do to bring you to His will. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that's the big thing, and and that's that was reiterated so much through that story. Talk to a convicted felon, man. A dude mm. that was running probably one of the biggest drug lords in Union County, mm. um, and he was running millions of dollars of cocaine and and anything else you could think through the through the state of South Carolina every weekend. You know, fascinating conversation about how God used him outside the walls of the prison and inside the walls of the prison when when he finally got caught. Um, but but you know, kind of coming to episode fifty, man. Um, really kind of started thinking like, hey. Wanted to add another uh, personality with that, and I was thinking, man, the guy that I went to and pitched the first person that I called to pitch the idea and hash the idea of the table out was my good friend Chris. And Chris, I literally met Chris probably about a week and a half after the Lord saved me, hmm. and and so Chris, um, you know, met him in the the stadium at Bowling Springs High School, um, and and we have been brothers ever since. God has has used each other to fill kind of voids. Um, he, he hasn't come from the greatest family background, and he's been a brother to me. Um, and so um, had dinner with him and his family Sunday night. They helped us through our adoption process. Um, they've adopted themselves. And so Chris is kind of the guy that, that's chair number two for me in, in the podcast now. Nice. Um, still, still want to take on some of the harder topics, um, working on some stuff, but... Kind of taking a gearing a little bit more towards um, godly a godly man's perspective, taking right. a biblical right. look at everything as a man kind of right. kind of thing. So, um, um, but yeah, God's 
God's using it, um, you know, and you don't know who. Right. Like, like it's it's crazy because when you when you preach or teach on a Sunday morning or you're in front of students, you kind of have instant feedback. Right. Um, but a lot of times, you know, people don't take time to send that email. People, you know, but then you you come across people that are like, oh yeah, man, I, I listen to your podcast. I love this episode. Um, and and one of the things that kind of hit me hard was um, a couple months after we released the episode with the bipolar uh, the bipolar episode um, got an email through our our uh, podcast email and mm-hmm. a lady from uh, the south side of the state down near Charleston area sent uh, a, just a long just kind of a an email a long email just kind of sharing her struggles with bipolar disorder right um, but then also thanking us because she like was very encouraged that Christians can, walk through this and still be like it doesn't make them less christian right, or less right, follower yeah. of christ they're uh, not disqualified right. because they're they're going through this yeah, yeah and that's that's essentially what her email says so so like that was a good moment for me going hey yeah it may not be a church hey it may not be a a ministry so to speak but but it is a platform that i can minister to people through come on man amen yeah. dude i I'm, i i feel so much of mm-hmm. of a lot of what you said and you know, a lot of times it's awesome what you were mentioning about what you've learned in how you interview someone right. versus having a conversation with someone mm-hmm. because that's something that I myself have had to kind of adopt and, and understand the difference there as well because the HRM podcast, we started out, you know, and it was it was mm-hmm. me and Trey and, and it was just conversational. We were going back and forth with yeah. each other. And then when we started to introduce where we would interview someone or have like a guest, you mm-hmm. know, you kind of have to change your approach and your style to right. how you're navigating right. the, the episode. And so, yeah, that is something very, very beneficial for anyone who's listening right now and, yeah. and might be thinking, hey, maybe I want to start a podcast. Like That's something to, to learn and figure out mm-hmm. early is what type of podcast are you going to have? Is it mm-hmm. a conversational thing where you're just going back and forth with someone right. or are you trying to ask questions and and basically have an interview of where you're asking a question and someone else is giving all the feedback okay. and the answer there. Absolutely. So that's that's something I can definitely understand and relate <laughs> to and, and would be something worth, you know, taking and, and mm-hmm. jotting down for anybody who's kind of thinking about doing this. Yeah. But as we're sort of getting ready to wrap up, I wanted to ask, and you know, if you can't can't tell, that's totally fine. But if there are some some things or maybe some hints you can kind of throw at what's next for the Table Podcast and what's next for Jimmy, like where where do you feel like uh, your next steps are going? Right Man, now? I, I um, you know, that's such a hard question to answer from a vocational perspective because I'm literally. I'm in a ministry. God has put me kind of on an island where my skills, literally, is it's a burn the ships situation. Burn the ships situation. <laughs> Let me be sorry. I have to enunciate that. Have to put the explicit label on this episode. Now. <laughs> but but it really, that's what it's been because um, I, I've God's basically everything that He's done in my life has. Has just made me better equipped for ministry, um, and so when you sit in a season like this and you go, "Okay, God, what you got? What's next? Where are we going?" Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some very promising interviews. Um, really can't talk a lot about that. Um, they have been local, praise the Lord. So um, it's always good to still have that reassurance of maybe we're going to get to stay near our support system because right. that's important when you got kids. Amen. Um, yeah. You know, because we need date nights. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, as far as the podcast is concerned, man, um, really uh, wanted, wanting to shift more into the doing the interview style with the perspective stuff. Yeah. But um, God has opened some doors really, um, and this is kind of like big I, I don't know if it's like big announcement but but nobody really knows this um, and it's kind of a development thing but but I have I from many directions I have heard several times hey man you need to you need to like turn this into a business you need to turn this into a business and I'm like what are you talking about because I, I don't just the table podcast is like my little 
my my little hobby. Right. Um, and that little hobby kind of parlayed into a uh, opportunity with Impact Sports. If uh, you know, Impact Sports is a ministry here in Spartanburg, South Carolina, um, and they have a podcast called "I Say All That to Say This." Uh, and the host, John Andrews, contacted me and said, "Hey, um, you know, we are without a producer. I like what you do with your podcast." Can we talk about? Can we negotiate some terms like to work out you producing our podcast? Sure. We sit down, we talk, and um, that was episode thirty-nine, and we're getting ready to cross over uh, episode eighty-four, almost like ninety awesome. right now in that Dude, neighborhood. So and so I, I produced that podcast, um, and so the board <laughs> for the ministry has guys on it that are tied to other organizations, um, mm-hmm. and I get this, I get a phone call. Um, uh, from a a uh, Christian or uh, a Christian influence organization mm-hmm. that um, that deals a lot with Washington style politics and and don't know I'm not really going to say the name of the biz, uh, organization yeah but it, it's big time um, and so they 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 said hey would you produce our podcast and I said okay what does that mean well they're like hey you got to make up some numbers and figures we got to talk money here we got to how much you're going to charge us per episode all these things. Um, and so I started working all that out. And once again, my wife looks at me and says, hey, why don't you make a business out of this? And I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> and then two or three other people, you know, listen to the podcast or listen to, uh, I, I produce, uh, I, all in all, I probably produce about three to four podcasts that um, are mine and are not mine. Right. And, um, and I help people with podcasts. I help, you know, production stuff and all that. And so that kind of, I started I sat down with a notepad. I don't know if you're anything like this, but I sat down with a notepad and and, and kind of started hashing out what's next. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, God kind of brought me to the end point of what's next. And um, I actually uh, a couple of days ago put a logo to what's next, and it's 1031 um, 1031 Communications uh, 1031 Com. Um, may just call it just 1031, um, but it comes after First Corinthians 1031. Whatever you eat, drink, or whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. Mm. Um, mm. And so, uh, you know, the, wanting to kind of do some podcast consulting, production, voiceover work, uh, podcast, you know, I said production, um, you know, even from a speaking sense, I, you know, um, kind of doing that out there. I, I, I have a little bit of experience, not, not full on coding, yeah. but website design, kind of taking all of my Swiss army abilities right. and putting them, yeah. putting them into a, a business because there's a lot of, a lot of people inquiring about, Hey, what do I do? Um, yeah. and even, even just the conversation of, uh, working with the church out of, out of Gaffney right now, they called me up and said, Hey, um, we want to start a podcast. Where do we go? What do we do? And I said, okay, let me let me meet with you, and um, we're we're in the process of getting their podcast off the ground right now. Dude, that's so. awesome. That's that's, so that's cool. what's next. That's yeah. uh, ten thirty one is going to kind of be that. Um, you know, uh, I'm probably going to put a, a a watermark at the beginning and ending of all the podcasts that I produce. Right. You know, the following is a production of ten thirty one. You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just kind of um, don't know what God's going to do with that. Um, but uh, you know, when you have enough people from different directions that don't know each other, like look at you and go, Hey, you need to start doing something with this. You're like, all right. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, that's, that's absolutely exciting. And certainly we will be praying, you know, with you and for you in that regard as, uh, as the Lord continues to clear that path and, and give you direction there. So, um, as always, it's been a pleasure to sit down and just have a conversation and talk. Um, definitely, definitely got to do this again and, yeah. and hopefully uh, sooner rather than later. Absolutely. But really appreciate the time and uh, just your you know openness and transparency yeah. just to, to unpack and, and disclose whatever it you know we've discussed today and look forward to seeing what God does in the future with 1031com and where that goes. But uh, as always, thank you so much. Definitely look forward to having you back and, you know, hopefully being able to partner again in the future. But hey, if you're listening, uh, thank you for joining us. This is actually episode 86 of the HRM podcast where we got to sit down with Jimmy McFarlane and just unpack his testimony, what God's done in his life and the table podcast specifically. And so if you want to have uh, any questions that you might want to put his way, I'm going to have his uh, name and his email 
we'll drop in the comments and in the description here so that you can reach out to him at the table podcast as well as if you have anything you want to run through us to be able to get to him you can email us at info at hoperisingministries.cc or if you're on facebook instagram twitter find us at hope rising ministries sc and connect with us we'd love to hear from you and, and be able to get you in contact with jimmy as well but thank you so much for everybody who's spent time listening to us thank you again jimmy for the conversation uh, we hope this has been a blessing to you, and we look forward to catching you again next time here on the HRM Podcast. Thanks for joining, and have a great week. God bless.